Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen, but not so fast. Hooray for Hollywood. Sometimes we're movie men. It's good. Yeah. And then we watch a movie with popcorn. We watch the movie and then we talk about it. Hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood. We watch a movie and it's, it's, and and it's, it's good. And it's always good. We get some popcorn <laughs> and we watch it. Uh, we're movie men. Sing along if you know the words. <laughs> a strong start, Tom. <laughs> Can you tell we've people had are, a few beers? People are paying for this, Tom. Yeah, now they get a little song, too, which is pretty we nice for them. We read a book called The 90s Yeah, from Chuck Klosterman. Mm-hmm. We didn't really like it. We you like guys, parts of it. Yeah. We like talking about it a lot. I think we're both in agreement about that. Well, we like talking about anything. We just like to hear our own voices. Tom. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, yap, sickos. yap, yap. But, but, you know, this in particular, it did give us things that I didn't agree with in the book gave us good fodder to talk about. The, yeah. bi- the biggest of which being the idea that Dave Coulier was a boring <laughs> answer to who Alanis Morissette was talking about in You Ought to Know. Um, Joshua mm-hmm. said, this book was probably my last Closterman book. By the end of it, I was just exhausted, and it was never clear who the audience for this was. I feel like I feel the same way. Yeah. Right? Like, who is this for? Right, because it's not strictly a nostalgia thing. It's not strictly like... Hey, you lived through the 90s. Is that what I was 90s. looking for? I think I might have been just looking for a nostalgia thing. Yeah, but he kind of didn't do... Uh, I agree. I'm making lots of noises over here. Sorry, <laughs> squeaks and cops. And... Well, you're, you're, the, the squeaks are coming from your body, which is a little concerning, yeah, to be well, honest. Yeah, well, again, um, nostalgia. But, I yeah, I think then... Because... If it, Oral. <laughs> Oral. If it was meant for a general audience who not who weren't necessarily alive during the 90s, I don't know why they would have wanted to read this. Yeah. It was boring if you Nobody didn't... who wasn't alive in the 90s wants to hear anything Chuck Closerman has to say about anything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let alone, yeah, you know. he's a very 90s writer. Or yeah. like, he, he wasn't writing in the 90s, he's a but Gen a Gen X, X guy, writer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to hear. Anyway, we read it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't read it again. No, I don't. Do you reread books ever? Tom? Yeah, actually, and this is a books a podcast, but I, I I think I put it back up on the shelf. But I was gonna reread. Uh, uh, I am legend. No, but you just like that book. Oh, I love it, and it's and it's a relatively short book, so you can and read you it in a few settings. Imagine Will Smith <laughs> running around. <laughs> I wanted to imagine Chris Rock Slapping as all the zombies. zombies yeah. <laughs> um, no, oh, they're they're making apparently a new I Am Legend with Will Smith and um, Michael B. Smith. Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, like a sequel. A sequel, which really, really bums me out. If actually, if I were Michael B. Jordan, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, I'll be Michael B. Senior later. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy that one of the most famous actors out there his name is michael jordan yeah. and we all pretend like we don't think about that just because he says no it's michael b jordan mm. but you know what the b stands for basketball is that crazy that is crazy you think the other michael jordan would get so mad about that yeah. but uh yeah apparently they're making a sequel and it's weird because will smith the spoiler alert for i am legend will smith dies in i am legend but he doesn't die in the director's cut and the director's cut once that came out pretty much everybody was like oh this is a way better ending why didn't they end it this way so perhaps in the sequel they're gonna just say oh that was the actual ending. yeah they're just gonna open with that last scene Right, yeah, they can just show that and assume people aren't going to remember how I Am Legend actually ended. But uh, I enjoyed that film. 
It wasn't bad, but it, it, it strays so far from the book. Uh, and the book could be done so well as a movie that it bums me out. Because well, you and I make it. Because I was so well, because we don't have the rights. Will Smith apparently has them still. And I'm not gonna cross that guy. Are you kidding me? He'll slap me. He'll slap me no matter where I am. Even even uh, Hollywood's biggest night. Tommy, you can take a slap. I don't think I could take a slap. Remember when like, I slapped you on the stage? That's true. You slapped me on stage once yeah. too. Oh, we're the so... original slap heard around the world. <laughs> we're the original on stage slappers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. The the. Uh, the Academy owes us yeah. some royalties. Or at or at the very least, they should let us present an award <laughs> next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just kind of a bummer because I, <laughs> I was... Just come out there slapping each other. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the original slappers. I, I <laughs> was... introduced the in memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> our faces are red from being slapped we, we by each our, other. We've been practicing backstage beforehand. Don't hold that big welts on our faces. Well, unfortunately, Hollywood lost a I lot of our hands. lost a lot of loved ones this uh, a lot of legends this year. Um, but I I was literally thinking recently about how. I Am Legend came out long a, long enough ago that they could definitely make a new version and that would be fine. Enough time has passed. Enough time has passed where a big Easter egg in I Am Legend was that in Times Square there was a Batman Superman logo or movie in the poster. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, because it's all Warner Brothers. Like, yeah. oh, look, they're saying like in this timeline, a few years from now, there would be this movie. And now we're in a timeline where that movie came out. It was awful. Yeah. So I was hoping that there would be like a lower budget uh, version of I Am Legend. They could even do it as like a, I wouldn't want to see it as a TV show, but as like a limited series. Yeah, why don't you and I make it? Yeah, I guess we should just make it. Slappers be damned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the worst Will Smith's going to do? Slap us? Yeah. We've already seen that if Chris Rock, who's you know in his 50s, he can take it. Yeah. A couple of guys in their 40s can take it. Lil Penny. Little, oh yeah, he he did the voice a little penny. Yeah, yeah. little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock is like kind of a a slight guy, a little guy. How tall is Chris Rock? Five feet. Wow. Flat. Five five? You think? I'm gonna say five seven. No, it's gonna be my. You don't think he's that tall? Chris. I don't think he's like super tall. No, I think he's five ten. No, I don't think he's that tall. Five ten. Oh, at celebheights.com. Well, of course they're in cahoots with the celebs, Tim. Yeah, uh, they... look at look it up on normalpeopleheights.com. <laughs> He's not a normal person, Tom. He's better than us. It's true. Tim, this week we we decided uh since we had done the 90 we had read about the 90s, we needed to watch the quintessential 90s movie, which I don't had you seen this movie before? I had never seen it before. I had never we were seen both this surprised m- that we had never seen yeah. it before. Neither of us had seen this before. The movie Reality Bites, directed by Ben Stiller. Directed by Ben Stiller. Produced by Danny DeVito. Yeah. Which I was surprised to see. He produced a lot of movies. He really did. And he used to be like a big director, too. Yeah. It's weird that he kind of, I don't know, feel like he was like directing and producing a lot of stuff and then was just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to be the weird guy and always sunny from now on. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't think he does anything else anymore. I don't think so. I think, I, mm, yeah, because I don't think he even really produces stuff anymore. No, he founded Jersey Films. Oh, okay. So like produced Pulp Fiction, Get Shorty, Aaron Brockovich. Wow. Garden State. That's not yeah. that one last one. That's great. Um, so I'm surprised his name's not still on things, even if he's like not doesn't have like a big hand in it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Does uh, Jersey Film still exist? I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't exist, it's because it got like rolled up into something else. I'm sure. Yeah, he got out of it. Yeah, but he, yeah, he might have just cashed out. But uh, yeah, he produced this. I I like to think about Danny DeVito visiting the set of Hot Young. 20 somethings in the 90s and be like, ah, you guys, you're all doing good. You're all doing great. Well, 44, he was like 50 when this came out. It wasn't like. Yeah, but he wasn't hot. He's never been hot. 
He's been he's been hot. <laughs> you um, see him on uh, on Always Sunny when he puts a wig on. <laughs> he's hot as hell. Um, yeah. Uh, produced by Danny DeVito. I'm very surprised that I didn't see this movie. Ben Stiller got this gig off of his uh, work on the Ben Stiller show, the the short lived oh, sketch really? comedy show on Fox. He was originally hired just to direct it. Direct this movie. Yeah. Okay. And I, I thought you were going to say he was really originally hired just to direct the Ben Stiller show. <laughs> it's like, wow, now that's yeah. a slap in the face. <laughs> um, but uh, eventually they, they rewrote a part for him because they couldn't find the right person. Okay. His role was supposed to be a 35-year-old man. Oh, okay. Um, who I think a marketing executive, mm-hmm. um, not at a TV station. Um. But, like, that would have changed the tone. Like, not to get too far in the movie. Yeah. But, like, Winona Ryder being, like, 21 in this mm. movie or whatever. And, like, the third guy in the love, the other guy in the love triangle is 15 years older than her. Yeah. Well, so, like, why don't you explain, like, the basic, the basics of this movie. What this movie's about for anybody that didn't watch it. Post-college. Yes. Houston, right. Texas. Houston, te- it's pronounced Houston, <laughs> Texas. Um, it follows Winona Ryder as... I, I didn't catch anybody's names. We'll just use their Lelena. real names. Yeah, Lelena. Ethan Hawke, who did not graduate. Right. As Troy. Mm. They hooked up one time in college. Yeah. But nothing really happened. Bad boy Troy. Uh, Janine Garofalo mm-hmm. is their friend. Yeah. She's kind of like uh, playing herself in this movie, <laughs> it seems like. It seems like a lot of people are kind of playing themselves, but no more, yeah, n- none more so than Janine Garofalo, which is great. Janine Garofalo is great. Yeah. Then you got Steve Zahn. <sighs> Steve Zahn. Uh, Tim, one of the first notes I have in this is just Steve Zahn rules. <laughs> Steve Zahn rules. I think we're on. The cusp of, of a Zonasance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? He was so good in uh, White Lotus. Yeah. It's so weird seeing him He was as... so good in Saving Silverman. Let, let's take a look at uh, Steve let's Zahn's... Take, let's take a walk down Steve Zahn's IMDb page. Crimson Tide? I never saw it. <laughs> okay. Suburbia? That thing you do... Oh, How yeah. often do you watch that thing you do every three or four months like me? <laughs> no, but but it, it is a fantastic movie. The rare movie that made about a band with a hit song where the song, you believe that it's a hit song. Tom Hanks knows what he's doing yeah. when he wrote that song. Because that's the worst thing. Like People talk about this with, um, what was it, Studio 50 on the Sunset Strip? Studio 60. Studio 60. I'm thinking of the, of the prequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, where when you do things like that about like comedy shows and then the actual comedy isn't funny at all, it just kind of destroys the whole Aaron premise. Sorkin yeah. made Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It was supposed to be like the West Wing, except about SNL, a, a Saturday Night Live type yeah. show. But they kept talking about how important and brilliant the sketch show was right and, and anytime the, the you got a glimpse like, of it it was like a, a gilbert and sullivan parody <laughs> right and it was like how is this the most popular show on television and then 30 rock started the it's same like, year i could understand that this is that this would be aaron sorkin's favorite comedy show <laughs> 30 Rock yeah. started the same year and everybody's like two shows on the same network oh sorry tina fey mm-hmm. um the other backstage SNL show is gonna it's got yeah, Aaron Sorkin gonna eat your lunch and Tina Fey did a brilliant thing with 30 Rock where she's like no the show sucks <laughs> <laughs> the show is about like farting robots and stuff yeah. but then when they <laughs> and, would show like when you would see glimpses of what the sketches were it was hilarious because it was like werewolf bar mitzvah yeah. it was just so over the top yeah. they they sounded like r- rejected SNL pitches yeah. Which um, was the way to do it, obviously, of like, no, it has to be like over the top, ridiculous. Use use the sketch ideas that sound very funny when you hear it, but y- you you can't actually make that into right. like a five minute sketch. Right. But you also only saw like literally three seconds of it yeah. on, on 30 Rock. Which made it great. Steve Zahn was also an out of sight. Mm-hmm. You've got mail. 
Yeah. He was good in that. Um, you ever see Riding in Cars mentioned- with Boys? No. That was a good movie. You mentioned Saving Silverman yet? S- yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a great film. I didn't realize he was in Shattered Glass. I haven't seen that in a while. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of does it all, huh? He does it all. Man. With, with a plum. Plum. For a while, he was only doing Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, it looks like. <laughs> all right. Well, For he's... all of 2011 and 2012, he's exclusive. He did three Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. Well, the, the, the man's got to eat, Tim. Anyway, he eats wimpy kids. Yeah, for lunch. He Tom, he played the bully in that. You're not gonna like this movie that he's in. Uh oh. Coming out this year, Tall Girl Two. Oh no, because there's a Tall Girl Netflix thing, or maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think that is out. Oh, he's in Tall Girl One. Yeah, but I think Tall Girl. But Tall two, Girls scare you, right, Tom? Only if they're taller than me. Right. And, and it doesn't, and it's not a gender thing, Tim. I don't like anybody taller than me. Right. Okay. Well, that's Steve's on. Okay. So <laughs> that's that's the that's the four of them. They hang out. It's kind of yeah. like friends without the humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then uh, it's kind of like friends, but insufferable. <laughs> the film is mostly about Winona Ryder trying to find yeah, herself, her place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, she's because a, she's she's not twenty one; she's twenty three. Because remember, she just graduated valedictorian. Oh right. So, or at least she's twenty three by the end of the movie. Right. And she's concerned that she's twenty three, and what does she have to show for it? Right. That she expected a lot more in that year after college. Yeah. Um. So the movie starts uh, with a VCR input, which mm-hmm. is like, all right, this is cool. Yep. Is there too much camcorder stuff in this movie? Is it like, I get that like, it's the film that she's making or the, right. the thing that she's making, but like, it's a Hollywood movie. Uh, <laughs> why don't we minimize the shaky camcorder footage as much as possible? Yeah, the opening is a few minutes of ca- handheld camcorder footage, and then when it finally cuts back to film, you're like, oh, thank God, this looks so much yeah. better. And also, uh, the opening montage set over Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll <laughs> Part 2. Yeah, yeah, that's also kind of weird. Uh, but basically she's working on a, I mean, the whole thing, the whole premise is kind of ridiculous because it's, she's working on a documentary about her friends and it's like, okay, that's, that's the most boring documentary you could ever make. Tom, Mm -hmm. it's not about her friends. It's about finding your place in the world. No, it's about the generation. Yeah. And the place that this generation found themselves in as young adults, Tom. Mm-hmm. They came from broken homes. Yep, they all came from broken homes. They have no belief in in, in the institutions. They have no faith in the in- institutions that supposedly make America a wonderful place to live. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They can't, uh, the American dream of home ownership isn't available to them. Right. Um, jobs aren't watching this. I was just like, <laughs> oh, you I know mean, what? Is this just does every generation? Because like this is what I've been bitching about. Now you imagine this is what everybody else is bitching about after me. Are we all just like, you know, we're just gonna turn into crappy people and be like, yeah, no, but the system finally worked for me. So it's okay. <laughs> the well, system's gonna work for us soon, right? Well, I was thinking about in this how like some of the complaints didn't age well because it's like all right well you're still able to like pay your rent working at the gap like that's not possible anymore yeah (laughs) um tom in the opening credits the most 90s credits happened at one point uh as part of the supporting cast david perner pernier okay from soul asylum evan dando from mm-hmm. the Lemonheads, I think. Karen Duffy. Those were three people. Oh, yeah. I saw Karen Duffy. But it was just like, man. And and on the screen, I think, was like uh, Janine Garoppolo. And I was like, man, this is... <laughs> this is very 90s. This is the 90s. We're, we're firmly in the 90s. Who did uh, the Soul Asylum and Lemonheads people? Who were they in um, the David Perner um, played somebody hanging around in the background. 
during one of Janine Garofalo's talking heads, I think when she was talking about how her um, parents go to the bathroom with the with the bathroom oh, yeah. door open, I think he's just in the back smoking a cigarette. By the way, that does that shouldn't get you in the credits. That's an extra. Cigarettes. Oh, so many cigarettes in this movie. There's more cigarettes than in Ghostbusters in this film. <laughs> yeah, there really are. And everybody's always like not ashing their cigarettes. They're, yeah. they're letting the, the, the ash get super long. Yeah. And then watching I'm like, oh, that's going to fall on your pants. You're not going to be happy about it. Mm. Come on, get an ashtray. Um, also in this film, Tom, mm-hmm. John Mahoney. Yes, Frazier's dad. Uh, Martin Crane. Yeah, yeah, um, he's a he's a TV host of like what looks like a very weird TV show. See, this is my problem <laughs> when movies do this, uh-huh. where it's like, why don't you just base it on something that exists? <laughs> he was like Mister Rogers for adults. Yeah, it was like Mister like Rogers for uh, for adults. It was like a morning talk show, but not news, like a talk show. But then. There was a daily segment where they would watch a video together. Yeah, similar like a Mr. Rogers type yeah. thing. And they'd like they w- sit in a chair and be like, hello, why don't we watch this video together? Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, it's a beautiful day. It, it was just, yeah, I didn't understand what the TV show was but trying to can be. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. John Mahoney kills it. Oh, I would have watched Janine that TV Garofalo. show. I was mostly mad because it's like, what is this TV show? I'd love to watch it. Yeah. What channel was it on? I was screaming at at, at my uh, my mention the channel. Janine Garofalo works on the show. It's like no, not Janine Garofalo. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, Janine Garofalo works at the Gap. Yeah, and there's something very funny about the Janine Garofalo. Um, I did think this was a legitimately funny plot point where like she becomes manager of the Gap, Mm -hmm. and then she's just like. This is actually kind of cool. This is a cool job, and I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she mentions that it's like the first time like anybody's given her any responsibility. Yeah. And that and a lot of this movie is about the idea of responsibility and yeah. and them none of them having it. I did look up uh, my my favorite website that you told me about. How old were they then? Yeah. Ooh, this is great. Uh, so Winona Ryder, 23. Okay. So playing her real age. Ethan Hawke, twenty four. Okay. So also playing close to or or exactly the age he's supposed to be. Janine Garofalo, thirty. Yeah. Surprise. Actually, twenty nine when they were filming. Okay. Uh, Steve Zahn, twenty seven. Okay. Ben Stiller, twenty nine. Okay. And Renee Zellweger's in this. Her first credited role. Yeah, and she's twenty five. A lady that. Ethan Hawke has sex with and then yeah. walks away from him and then yeah. throws her number on the ground when he gets like two <laughs> feet away from her. Bruce. Like, just put it in your pocket, throw it out later. I mean, there's so much about Ethan Hawke's character that's so annoying. But like, yeah, that's one where it's like, you know, a young, beautiful Renee Zellweger. And she's like, call me again sometime. And he's like, yeah, right. Shut and it's up, like, you idiot. Yeah, and it's like, who are you giving? Well, who are you? It's proving something to because that's his whole vibe. Yeah, nobody's smart enough for him. Nobody's cool enough for him. Yeah, He's... and it's like she's saying, "Call me again sometime so we can have sex again." Yeah, you idiot. Well, Ethan Hawke has a uh, hundred and eighty IQ in this film, Tom. Yeah. How do you? Where do you fall on uh, the Hawk scale? Um, I like Ethan Hawke. I don't like this character. Yeah. Um, I'm able to differentiate uh, movie stars from their roles. He seems like a like a legit dude, but now he's in a Marvel thing, right? Well, and that's what's funny because I watched the the Moon Knight that he's in. He plays a bad guy the night before, and he has like the same haircut in it. So <laughs> he's it, had the same haircut. Yeah, I guess that's true. For the last thirty years. So it's just kind of confusing because it was just like I I watched these two I like things. That like you're just like I can tell the actor from the character. And then be like, he has the same haircut. I thought he was the same <laughs> I character. He was the same man. <laughs> no, but it was it was just kind of interesting watching the two back to back and watching the the modern day Ethan Hawke and and exactly like being in a Marvel movie and he plays like a villainous head of a cult, and then this where it's like in this he just plays like a real piece of shit, like a young piece of shit. So essentially, um, the four of them live together. I yeah. mean, 
Winona Ryder and Janine Garofalo live together. Mm-hmm. Steve Zahn's just always hanging around. Yeah. Troy, uh, Ethan Hawke gets in. fired from his job, so he like starts crashing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the movie is basically Lelena, Winona yeah. Ryder, you know, uh, punching below her weight as as far as she's concerned. Mm-hmm. But she also she's valedictorian. Uh, yeah. Her whole speech was about how our their generation didn't want BMWs and eighty hour work weeks, mm. but I don't think she knows what she wants at this yeah. point. Yeah, well, and she says that in the speech. Yeah, she says something like, "And the answer is I don't know the answer." Yeah, what was that? Supposed, was she? She? She's like, "How are we gonna solve all these problems that we're that are on our yeah. plates?" And then she looks through her notes. Yeah, I don't know if that like, was like. Was that like? acting her, yeah. that she was doing i guess which is or did she like lose her note card where like <laughs> she did think, have the answer and you'd think like she'd remember it if it was like the right big finish to her speech yeah hmm. if it was like and the answer is plastics yeah um and then enter ben stiller mm-hmm. uh well winona Ryder and janine garofalo are Cruising around, cruising around, singing a squeeze. Yeah. Tempted by the fruit of <laughs> in, another. In her dad's old BMW yeah. that she reluctantly took. Yeah, and the gas card that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the very important. Yeah, uh, as a uh, graduation gift, her mm-hmm. dad, who she hates. Yeah, because he divorced her mom. Right. Um, and then got married six months later. Yeah. Uh, g- gave her his old BMW and a gas card, mm-hmm. a credit card that she could fill up, that she could use at Shell gas station. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of product placement in this movie. There is, yeah. Um, that he would pay for for a year. Yes. Very important plot point. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just like, fine, I'll take this. Fine, asshole. fuck you. Yeah. It's like, this is my problem, I think, with Gen X. And I think yeah. this, this movie doesn't answer the question of like, all right, what do you, what do you want from everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you ideally, don't want your dad to help you. You don't want him to support you. Yeah, like what? Like the world is your oyster, or like, yeah. like what do you? What is your ideal situation here? Yeah. Um, and I I don't think. Look, I was twenty three. I couldn't answer that question, but I mm. wasn't like a jerk about it all the time. Right. When, when people were trying BMW, to give I wasn't me like, things. Fuck you, you idiot. Yeah. Well, and it was like an old beat up BMW. It was like a yeah. cool, yeah. Was a cool BMW for a Gen Xer to have. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a flashy one. It was actually, it was a little not believable to me that her dad would still be driving around this BMW with like peeling paint and stuff. Right. Uh, before he replaced it with like a Mercedes, I think right. he said or something. Um, so she's singing along, mm-hmm. tempted by a fruit, by the fruit of another. Tempted, I just think that song's uh-huh. called. Uh, throws a cigarette inadvertently into Ben Stiller's BMW. Uh, his convertible. Yeah. He slams into her. While his, uh, he's on his car phone. Yeah. Um, they get, and, uh, Or his cell phone, but it's plugged into the cigarette lighter. I think it's a car phone. Oh, is it? Because he has a cell phone later. Yeah, a cellular he's phone, got they call it. Um, she goes to his office with him. He asks her on a date. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much 70s nostalgia throughout this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like singing Schoolhouse Rock and like mm-hmm. watching Good Times. And and Ben Stiller has the Planet of the Apes uh, yeah. figurine that she knocks off the desk. Um, so anyway, they go on, whatever. And so he's like this corporate guy at this MTV. Uh, it's a more extreme version of MTV. Yeah, it's called In Your Face. TV. Yeah. Um, they go on a date. Mm. Um, they listen to, ooh, baby, I love you way. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I think so. It's Peter Frampton, yeah. And they have sex in her car while drinking big gulps. <laughs> the dream. The Gen X dream. <laughs> uh, they don't have sex the first date. No, yeah, or, they do. Oh, yeah, they do, because Ethan Hawke says yeah, something like, about that. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's all mad at her, because, like, Penn Stiller's corporate. Yeah. Ethan Hawke is a Gen X slacker. Yeah. Um, there's definitely chemistry between Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're and they're supposed to be like best friends. Right. But uh the the Ben Stiller stuff, you're right. Like it's a little confusing that he's not 
older. Like it makes sense now that he's supposed to be like 35. Well, no, not in the movie. Like they rewrote it to, for him to be that, his actual. Yeah, age. that's what I'm saying. But like he's like a young executive at Right. But a, I think an MTV it, it, it makes him more a more sympathetic character because he has dialogue where you're like oh, this guy doesn't have it all figured out yet either. Like, he's still trying to figure out what exactly he wants to do. It sounds like he kind of, like, lucked into this job. It pays very well. And and he's like faking it till he makes it. Yeah, there. he's got the trappings of wealth because that's what's expected of him, not because he wants to be wearing uh, like an Italian suit and all this. But also, it's like, buddy, don't you have an apartment you can bring this girl back to? You're going to have sex in a convertible That's right cool. outside her house? It is pretty cool. But then Ethan Hawke's going to be uh, looking around like a hawk at the at the sex you're having. Wow, dumb. <laughs> at the sex you're having. <laughs> yeah. Looking like a hawk. <laughs> um, now, here's what happens with that. And I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, we can go back. Oh, I, I want, before we move on, can I just mention two notes that I have? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, uh, three notes maybe. Uh, they they have, uh, when when they get into the car crash, uh, Ben Stiller's air plague deploys late and deploys twice. Yeah, <laughs> That good. needs to be a very big gag, yeah. the late deploying airbag. Rarely see the second deploying <laughs> airbag, but funny. Uh, they talk about uh, Domino's taking checks. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, uh, because they Domino's don't have pizza. money, so they're so. Uh, I think it's I forget who comes home if it's Janine Garofalo or Winona Ryder, but they're smoking weed out of a out of a, a they've a made a, a, yeah. yeah like a bowl out of a can, and uh, she says you better you better not be inhaling, which yeah that's a Bill Clinton reference. Yeah, uh, but then they're stoned, so they want Domino's. And that's when instead they go to the gas station. And right. that's the first time you kind of get the idea of like, oh, you can use the gas station credit card to just buy a bunch of junk food at the gas station. And classic movie scene. They tell the guy, turn up the music. It's yeah. my Sharona. And they're oh, dancing yeah. around to the next my Sharona. That's that's where I have in my notes Steve's on rules because I liked his dancing. In yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was really just let. He was dancing like nobody was watching. Loved He's it. He's dancing like a peanuts character. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, this is if this is what Steve Zahn stoned is like. Boy, I wish I was. I wish I was friends with him. I think Steve Zahn like lives on a farm in like North Carolina. Or oh, something. really? He's like one of those guys. Like, and, uh, like I think he is just like stoned. Like all Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Also lives on a farm in North Carolina. I think we should get a farm in North Carolina. Give us a call. Yeah. Um, So, uh, continue. What were you? Oh, you didn't have a third note. Oh, I thought I did. It might have just been Steve's on rules again. Yeah, Ethan Hawke calls Ben Stiller a yuppie head cheese ball. (laughs) Owned, big time owned. Um, So anyway, eventually Ben Stiller convinces or facilitates he yeah he doesn't convince her so she gets fired from her job oh yeah for playing a uh, a prank on john mahoney yeah she does the like writes dirty things for him to sell say on his cue cards and mm. he just says them out mm. loud and she gets fired and she's like kind of shocked that she got fired and it's like well what did you think was gonna mm. you already knew this guy didn't like you yeah and then you made him say prick on tv and say that he liked young girls um but yeah uh, after that, we find out Ben Stiller had mentioned to her, like, hey, that documentary you're working on, like, our network might be interested in. She's like, no, 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 it's not done. It's not that kind of thing. But he, without her permission, mentions it, dis- explains it to, like, the higher-up executives, and they go nuts about it. They want it. Is right. that what you were going to mm-hmm. say? Okay. Yeah, and so they buy it from or they're going to buy it from her. Yeah, and she says she now, does. She uh, doesn't want to unintentionally commercialize her documentary, and it's like, well, what are you, what are you making it for? You don't want anybody to see it. This is a very Gen millennial X. Gen Z yeah. uh, perspective that you have. Mm-hmm. Gen X was like, no, I'm making this for the artistic merit of it. 
I I'm wary of what can happen if a right. corporation gets a hold of it. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. her reservations proved to well, be. Well, we'll get to that later. I have things to say about that too. Okay. Well, let, 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 let's we we can we can go back to the other stuff, but um. But like let let let's let's follow this plot thread, right? Okay. So they get together. There's mm-hmm. a big party that they have. They're like, up, oh, right? Uh, um, like premiere party for her documentary. Yeah. yeah. And what happens? Why don't you explain what happens? Because you seem to be pretty well. Worked they up about they it. play the documentary, and Ben Stiller tells her like, oh yeah, they just like added some titles and cleaned it up a little bit, and. uh Instead, we see that as like very stylized titles, like uh, a la the real world. Right. Was this based on the real world, like this idea? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they took her documentary and like turned it into the real world. No, because like. like it was a lot of like, it was more like what? Like House of Style or like MTV. <laughs> it was like more like MTV Sports. Yeah. Like it was like the real world if it was edited like MTV Sports because there were like sound effects. Yeah. Quick cuts. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, like uh, stuff taken out of context. There's a cut where uh, uh, they show her valedictorian speech and she says, the answer is, and then it cuts to each of them in turn going, pizza, pizza, pizza. (laughs) And then all their heads are on a pizza that's animated to be turning around. And the Pizza Hut logo. Yeah. And I'm thinking, looks pretty good. Looks like they did a pretty good job editing that that boring looking documentary into something very fun. She but upset. she didn't feel that yeah. way. Um, can I tell you something, Tom? Yeah, we've been calling this movie "Reality Bites." Uh huh. That's the name really of her be, documentary. It should really be called "Reality Bites" because it doesn't mean reality sucks. Uh huh. It's it a means bite of it's reality. little bites of reality. Ah, I see. Reality bites. For 30 years, <laughs> I thought this was all like, hey, life sucks, man. Yeah, hey, it really bites. The real world sucks shit. And yeah, it's really just like- I mean, I thought that up until this second. Yeah, so did I, until I read it on uh, Wikipedia. Huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, that whole thing I found, I, I think they could have done a better job making it clear that they like really made her documentary suck. No, Tom, if you didn't think that sucked. <laughs> well, I just didn't understand what the point of the docu- her documentary was in the first place. She went with Janine Garofalo to get an AIDS test. And that was like, look, it's dramatic. She also went with Steve Zahn to come out to his mother. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was all, once and they then, finally showed that clip. It was like, oh, okay. Like there, there's, there's something here. There's but every to it, every yeah. clip before then, it's like there's just a bunch of stone slackers, you know, talking about how they hate work. Well, this is you, a forty year old man. <laughs> I'm allowed to complain about 23-year-olds as a 40-year-old when they're actually older than me. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about Janine Garofalo in general? I like Janine Garofalo a lot. I, I like Janine Garofalo is like aged into a crank, and I love it. I yeah. saw her stand. I went and saw her do stand up at some like alt comedy show a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Her whole thing was these were the two bits she had, and like she did, they weren't even polished bits. Number one is she's mad at people that plug their ears when an ambulance <laughs> goes by <laughs> because she's like. It's not that loud, and there's a fucking emergency. Calm down. <laughs> and number two, she did like five minutes of like not even like jokes, just complaining about how nobody in her building breaks down their boxes before they put them in the recycling room. Yeah, I've seen like it seemed like there was a while there where like every time I was going to like any kind of stand up show, and these were all like small shows, she would pop in, and it was like always a thrill. And I remember by like the fifth time I saw her, I was like, why am I not like seeking out seeing Janine Garofalo do an hour somewhere? Because she was always very funny. Yeah. Uh, And I liked her in this. I mean, I've liked uh, she's always good in things, I think. I think she's very underrated. I think she went through like a weird career phase with like the truth about cats and dogs where she was like starting to fall into the like protagonist best friend. Right. Role? No, la- well, she was the lead in Truth About Cats. And oh, Dogs. was she? Well, that oh, was the one, and it, it. kind of like failed. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's okay. bring her out of the protagonist. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's very funny, very funny stand up. And like I've always liked her as an actor and things. So Janine Garofalo, you get the Steve Zahn seal of approval from uh, the complete guide to everything. Not yeah. the complete guide to everything books, the podcast. <laughs> Janine Garofalo got fired from the movie. This movie? Yeah, in the very beginning, Jan- okay. uh, Ben Stiller didn't like her attitude. Wow, how Gen X. But also, they had already worked together on um, the Ben Stiller show. Yeah. And like for a while, they were like, um, were they dating? for? They, they published a book together huh. called Feel This Book yeah. that I bought in the late 90s. <laughs> like... To to me, like Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo were like two yeah, peas in a pod. Yeah, because there there's a scene towards the end where uh, Ethan Hawke and Winona Ryder <laughs> go off like, to fight somewhere. Go go off to fight to argue, and Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller are left to themselves. And Janine Garofalo just goes like, "Hello," <laughs> and like it's very funny. And it's funny because it's like, yeah, these two actually know each other. Yeah, but uh. Ben Stiller was convinced to hire her back. No, oh, it's weird that like the the one person that that he knew going yeah. into this presumably. Yeah. You must enjoy that Andy Dick was in this movie. He's well, I was going to say there there's a there's like a, a almost like a montage of Winona's character trying to find a new job, and she interviews with Andy Dick, Keith David, and David Spade. Uh, and I was like, there's wow. a trio. I was like, wow, what a what a trio. And there's somebody else in there that I didn't recognize, and maybe they're also famous, but but I did like the David Spade. It was like at a wiener schnitzel. Yeah. It looked good, like a uh, hot dog place. But uh I did like at the very end, David Spade says something like, Look, I didn't work I, I haven't worked here for six months for nothing. <laughs> but it was like he was the boss because yeah. he had been there for six months. Good joke. I, and my next note is in your face TV looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I'd like to watch it. Uh, a, a weird uh, uh, kind of cameo from Latoya Jackson, where she's watching a Latoya Jackson infomercial about psychic, psychic stuff, and yeah. she calls up the psychic, racks up a four hundred dollar bill. Uh, I do also like. There's a confrontation around here with. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller. And, uh, oh no, actually, who says this? Go on. Uh, the line is, you're on the inside track to Loserville, USA. Ben Stiller says, no, no. Yeah. Because he later says, hey, what's your glitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is also a good line. Uh, uh, and then my next note is, Real unclear on how editing this documentary worked and how this version is that much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Well, actually, I was unclear about how the editing worked. A, I was unclear how she was editing because this is before, you know. like She was doing it at work. Right. um, On the sly. Yeah, so now she couldn't. Yeah. Right. But then I was real unclear about like, Oh, so she must have just, uh, I guess maybe she gave them like a rough cut and then they re-edited that. At first I was thinking she gave them all her footage. I was like, well, what did you think they were going to do? They would have to edit together. But I guess if it was like a rough cut. Um, But yeah, so after um, after the failed viewing... Ben Steeler like quickly becomes a jerk, which felt kind of forced because up till this point, he had been kind of like a nice guy. I mean, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Here's how I read it. Yeah. Um, He saw this as his opportunity to really make a splash at work. Right. So like he I think he was a nice guy. Mm. And then he was just like, oh, I need to do with this what I need to do. Um, And then he was just like a little bit like desperate. Yeah. Um, and he knew he was fucking up his, right. his relationship with her, but also was like, Hey, just be cool and go along with it. We'll both benefit from it. Just kind of like kind of how he's lived his life. Yeah. Just kind of be like, Hey, look, go with the flow here. And yeah. we'll both, we'll all, we'll all make out like bandits. Yeah. But she has integrity, Tom. <sighs> Get over yourself. 
Uh, <laughs> she, yeah, I have here. She says I was really going to be something by the age of 23. Uh, Being something's overrated. Yeah. Ethan Hawke later says she breaks my heart again and again, but I love her. And it's like she breaks. Oh, this is after. So after Ben, Ben Stiller, not Ben Affleck. You wish Ben Affleck was God, in this movie. Oh, if he showed up out of nowhere with like just a thick Boston accent. <laughs> When's the last time you saw Mallrats? Oh, I've a long time. Um, <laughs> do, do you think I would really like it now? I think you'd like Ben Stiller in that movie a lot, <laughs> or Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, mean? yeah. Um. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch. My brother Mallrats. was. Uh, I was talking to him about the Oscars, uh-huh. uh, how the slap happened, and then we saw our friend Dan in the audience right yeah. after, and he, he quoted Mallrats and said, damn, that's one wacky game show. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta re-watch Mallrats. Um, so after, after uh, Ben Stiller and Winona Ryder break up, she sleeps with uh with Ethan Hawke finally. Mm-hmm. Another thing I have in my notes here Tim is did you notice how much sloppy making out there is in Tom, this movie? Here's what I said the kissing in this movie is too <laughs> close up. It's too close. Take 10 steps back. <laughs> Finn, throw a different lens on there. You got the macro on. We don't need to see all this. Um also it's not just that. It, it, a lot of it is that that's way too close up, especially during the Ethan Hawke Winona Ryder, where it's like yeah. I can tell what they each of them had for lunch, for God's mm. sake. But there's just like a lot of sloppy kissing, where I was like, oh, I think that's kind of what '90s kissing was like. Yeah. It was like, no, you gotta like really full on, like unhinge your jaw and be like, ah. So I thought I thought passionate, Tom. I thought that's what I thought my impression that that's what kissing was like in the 90s was because I was a teenager and uh you know didn't know any better but yeah. but now we have video proof that that's what kissing in the 90s was like. I have uh, an observation, a stray yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. They sure do say the R word a lot in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's canceled. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh uh, one of my stray observations is that uh, there are a lot of phone calls happening to places where these people are that I don't always understand how people know they're, they're there. They're at a diner. Yeah. And Ben Stiller calls her. Right. At the diner. Yeah. The only thing and about that phone booth is I thought from a cellular phone. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. But I thought, okay, maybe he called her house and Janine Garofalo told him, Oh, she's at this diner and he called up information and got the phone number. But there, but there are just like a few times where people are out somewhere and all right, there's a phone call for you. (laughs) It's like, what I, you know, again, we were alive in the nineties, but uh, you know, so I have a, I have a recollection of what it was like before cell phones. And that still didn't mean that like business owners were happy to be like, yeah, I'll go get that yeah. customer and you can talk to him. Well, on the phone. I mean, the, the, the lady, lady at the makes a thing. joke, yeah, th- that they a have pay a, a payphone outside. But what what she references something that Winona Ryder said to Ben Stiller on the show on the on the phone. Yeah, because she says like you make me happy or something, and she's like, "There's a payphone outside. It makes people happy or something." Yeah, yeah, you something know? like that. Um. They, uh, they, yeah, well, yeah, that was earlier. That was before the, the screening. Right. But then the screening happens, they break up, uh, Winona and Ethan Hawke have sex. Uh, but then Ethan Hawke the next morning. (laughs) Very like on the nose, like I have to leave now. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Hey, why don't we uh, hang out? And he's like, why don't we cuddle? I have to, I have to leave after a one night stand. And 
Yeah, or where it's like 8.30 in the morning and he, he had previously made a joke about not getting up before noon. Yeah. So just like a real shitty, like, you know, he's got fucking rules. He's so annoying in this movie. <laughs> everything everything out of his mouth, I'd like to, oh boy, I wish, I wish Will Smith were there. Let's just leave it at that. Hmm. Say no more. Uh, the... She goes to his show where he's covering the violent femmes, or he is the violent femmes in this universe. It's no, no, unclear. he's covering. They're, uh, the uh, the band is called Hey, That's My Bike, which oh. is which is a good band name. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like a real when what? he goes, "Why can't I get just yeah. one? Ooh, why can't I get just one? What he says, screwing it." No, no, it's it's the one where he's supposed to say fuck, oh, and he doesn't. Does he? Oh. Is this not rated R? I guess it's not. Ra- I think it's rated R. Yeah, I guess it's PG thirteen. It might be rated R. We get uh, all that close up kissing. <laughs> That's not Tim. It's not 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 what an R rating's for. Um, so he storms PG-13. off. PG thirteen. He storms There's off. Sensuality in it. She storms off. Uh, we see again him get a phone call there. They're like, there's a phone call for you at the payphone. It's very obvious that his father's died, right. at least because it's like, oh yeah, he's like upset and takes off. Right. Um, Winona takes off. Ben Stiller chases after her. I forget exactly what happens, but everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And then a week later, um, she she's like desperately trying to find out what happened to him. Apparently he didn't tell anyone. Yeah. My dad died. I have to go to Chicago. Right. Um, and he, and she tells Steve Zahn, I just need to know if he's okay. And I have in my notes, who gives a shit? He sucks, <laughs> <laughs> but she's finally going to fly to Chicago to, to, you know, confess her love to him and the the taxi leaves. The taxi she presumes is there to pick her up, but no. Once she gets out the door, sees the taxi leave, and she's like, "Oh, god damn it!" The taxi was actually dropping off Ethan Hawke, who's yeah. there to tell her, "Yeah, sorry, I had to go. My dad died. He's wearing a suit." And uh, Ethan Hawke, not the dad, but the dad probably. Yeah, that's probably wearing a suit too. Yeah. And uh, they they make out, and then we like. Fast forward an indeterminate amount of time and they're moving in together to a place and he has a very annoying uh, answering machine message where it's like, leave a message and what you think the true meaning of life is. Yeah, I mean, that's something that happened in the early 90s. Yeah. A- Tom, this movie ends on a Home Alone. What do you mean? This movie ends like Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. They get a phone call. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, she she raises money for rent by just standing oh, at, yeah. the, at the at the <laughs> yeah. at the gas station that her dad she has the oh, credit card yeah, for. Now I, yeah, and okay. uh, and charges people. People will pay her cash, and then yeah, she goes. And she pays. goes up, and she's like, "Hey, can I pay? You want twenty dollars of gas? Can you give me twenty dollars, and I'll pay on my card?" Yeah. And because she's pretty, I guess enough people yeah. are like, "Okay." Um. But it ends with uh, her dad leaving a message, and it's like, "Hey, this is your father. Uh, we need to talk. Um, I got a uh, on my Shell gas card. I got a nine hundred dollar bill." Yeah, and it's like it's the same thing as Kevin. What Kevin. did you do to my room? Yeah, uh, or Kevin, but- who who put sixteen hundred dollars in room service? Yeah, yeah. But Bud says, "What did you do to my room?" My room. You know when people say room yeah. instead of room? Room. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, what did you do to my room? <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever really noticed that, but now, now oh, I'll be They're one of my these head. families that say room. <laughs> now I'll be stuck oh, this in my head really forever. Sh- shed some light on the McAllister family. Yeah, you're, you're like, a oh, room I'm glad family. this happened to them. Yeah. Kevin! Yeah, so, and then, oh, did you stick around for the post-credits? Where That's where Karen Duffy and Evan Dando. um, Oh, okay, yeah. Ben Stiller has made a fictionalized version (laughs) of this 
uh, documentary. This documentary, which I thought that was a very nice touch. Yeah, and and that I also was like, hey, you know what? In the end, everybody won. Yeah, Ben Stiller got to make a fictional version of the documentary. He's probably got you know probably got paid even more money to do that. She probably got royalties from that. Right? I would She'd hope. Have to. Yeah. Or, or there should be a reality bites too about the fight for royalties. Yeah, I like that this movie moved fast. It was just over ninety minutes. That's true. Yeah, um, they don't belabor a lot of plot points. I do think it dragged a little at the end with the will they or won't they with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it was like, just kind of stupid. Yeah, come on, guys. Well, and um, again, he just acts like such a piece of shit that you're like, I don't want these two to get together. Like, she seems like uh, an intelligent, like ambitious young woman and it seems like this guy is just gonna like i don't know nag her into oblivion once they actually get together yeah and like tell her about how she's not good enough and like not smart and all that like there's really no redemption for ethan hawk except that at the end it's like my dad died so it's like you feel bad for him yeah, it's but like, oh, I wore a suit one time, so like my life is cleaned up yeah. and I have ambition now. <laughs> Whereas I feel like there needed to be some kind of getting to the heart of why he was the way he was and something that Winona Ryder got divorced. Was something that Winona Ryder could say or do that would like snap him out of just being a twenty four seven asshole. Uh because at the end, like I said, I just feel like, oh, this guy's still a r- huge asshole. And like he's young now. Wait till he gets old and bitter because yeah. he's got this attitude about everything and he's never going to accomplish. He's either never going to accomplish anything because he's so cynical or he's eventually going to have to become a lawyer or something. And then he's just going to hate that he sold out. Eh, lots of people are miserable, Tom. I know, but I don't like to see that in movies. I like to see people being happy. I like happy to see in it in movies because then I'm like, hey, I'm better off than this. Well, guy. but it's fine. I'm if he, happy. It's fine, except he's not portrayed Might as not be like as a handsome as Ethan Hawke, <laughs> but I'm definitely uh, happier than him. But he's not portrayed as like a villain. He's portrayed as like, oh, they got together. I'm, he's a work in progress. I'm so much happy. like our friend yeah, Will she, Smith. Yeah. He's a work in progress, and Winona Ryder needs to fix him. Great. It's a project for her. She's a valedictorian. <laughs> yeah. She's so good at projects. I also, uh, along along the lines with that, uh, you know, $900 on the credit card, that's another, like, Gen X thing that I don't get, where it's like, so you didn't want your father to help you, but you're happy to steal from him. <laughs> like, again, I don't understand, like... It seems like he he would like you to just like sit down and talk this through <laughs> why you feel this way about him. Uh, well, uh, ten ten out of ten stars. Eleven out of ten stars. I I like this movie. It no, moved. I did like it. I was I was glad to watch it. I I do. It's always feel, good to see Steve's on. It's always good to see Steve's on. I felt like it did drag a bit. Um. It is kind of crazy watching this movie. I was like, wow, like Winona Ryder is beautiful. Yeah. Like a very like it's crazy that this mu- <laughs> this movie star is beautiful. No, but it's like I've always I've always thought she was uh, a very beautiful woman. But like in this in particular, it's like, I don't know. Ethan Hawke's a good looking guy. And this whole time I'm like, this guy is a. Looks like a, a piece of roadkill next to Oh her. no! See, this is this is why I think your whole spiel about how this is destined to fail. Like, no, they're both hot. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. The yeah. two the two hottest people in this world, uh, in the world of this movie, found each other. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Well, not the. I mean, I did mention David Spade's in it earlier, Tim. So we know there are other hot people out there in this universe. Yeah. I did you just I just moved the door with my foot and you thought that was a ghost. No, you? I just thought somebody was coming in here. Word had gotten back to Will Smith already. He's like, You think I can't hear these episodes before they come out? His ears are so big, you can, oh, you can hear everything. Till boy, Tim. Hey, Mr. Smith, Tim said that, not me. Or he's gonna send Jada to come slap you. Uh, no, nah, that's not the way it works. Yeah. She she sends him out to slap people, and he do, he happily does it. 
She says, stop laughing at that joke. Go <laughs> slap that man. <laughs> All right, Tom. Uh, any last words about Reality Bites? No, what are we going to do next week? going to read a book, Tom. Yeah, but whose turn is it? Do you remember? Well, hey, if you remember whose turn it is, sound off in the comments. I read The the Hobbit. Oh, okay, so we, it's mine. Yeah. I have an idea. Should I pitch the idea here? Yeah. What if I read On the Road? Huh. I've never read it, and I feel like that's one that's come up. Sound yeah. off in the comments if you want me to do that. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll put up a poll or pick something. Here, we'll do a palate cleanser next week. Okay. But uh, we'll watch a porno movie or something. You'd love to watch a porno movie, Tom. <laughs> just to really cleanse the palate, <laughs> just to make us forget about everything else we've Maybe done. Maybe we can have like a wasabi eating contest. What? No, I'm not having a wasabi. I thought a palate cleanser meant like we'll watch another movie or something. No, we'll eat some wasabi. All right, we'll eat some wasabi. We'll see who can eat the most wasabi. Great. A thrilling hour that you'll be happy to have paid for. Thank you for being a patron. We love you very much. And we will see you next week on Books, the podcast. On Wasabi, the contest. Ooh. Well, now we got to do it. We're not doing it. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.